Welcome to Next Week Tonight. Welcome to Next Week Tonight, presented by Fusion Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Joshua, and this is the show that keeps you a week ahead of the competition. We talk about breakout ads, players you can stream, and trades you should be making, but all with the perspective a full week ahead. We're looking at week five tonight, even though the NFL has only had, what, Thursday night game for week four, all the rest of the week four games have not been played, and I am talking about players you need to have to be looking for for week five. Because you can add these streamers for free right now, stash them on your bench. You can pick up these players who I think have good possible matches this weekend, and everyone's going to be wanting to add them on waivers after week four, but you can do it right now. That's what we're doing here in next week tonight. Tonight, I'm also going to be doing something a little bit new, going to be trying a flash just quick hitting version. That's what we're going to go into right now. If you like what you're hearing, you want fuller explanation, stick around or look for the link to um, a fuller video, longer video for week full, the full version um, for week five, I should say. And you can check that out. I have all my explanations for why I think what I think. But let's get into it because these need to be quick. All right, for ads before week four. Um, first of all, I want to go over a couple players that are just kind of housekeeping. Jeff Wilson of the San Francisco 49ers, he needs to be owned and stashed. Simple as that. Look, a lot of people in the NFL, bad histories, accusations, records, Whatever. We cheer for a lot of them anyway without thinking about it. But Darius Geis has a six-game suspension. Darius Geis, that's right. I know you haven't heard that name in a while. But in week five, he will be one week away from his week, his six-week suspension being served. Keep an eye on the news. Interesting stash. If your league allows suspended players to go onto the IR slot, you can stash him in there. John Ross or Colin Johnson. So with Shepard out, all these guys out for the Giants, you need those. I'm giving too much explanation. I said I wouldn't do that. Not a ton of ads. We're really focusing on streamers getting ready for the week six games that we have our first bye weeks and you're really going to need them. So I'm really trying to get into the gear of streamers now. Early in the season, we want those big ads, high value ads, still going to be looking for them. Not so much came to me this week. I really was focusing on streamers. So quarterbacks, Jared Goff playing the Minnesota Vikings, seventh most points to quarterbacks. You can also go with Jameis Winston playing Washington, who gives up the most quarterback points. You can finally stream Winston. And just all your Saints, really. You can stream Beasley. We already talked about Kansas City last last week. Um, Bateman, Rashad Bateman for the Baltimore Ravens, coming back. 
possibly this week, but great matchup. And after a week into the system, into practicing, I think his come out party is Monday night against uh, the... I have it here as Baltimore. He is on Baltimore, Josh. That doesn't make sense. All right. No, Baltimore is playing Indianapolis. I'm going off memory. I can't find it on my list. They're playing Indianapolis. I remember now. And they give up a lot of points to wide receivers. This is not quick. Come on. Uh, Callaway, Deon you got Marcus Callaway and you got Deontay Harris. You'll finally be able to stream them along with Winston against uh, Washington. Stream Chenault, LaVisca Chenault. He actually had a really good game tonight, so maybe he's he's going to be on the waiver wire, to, you know, targets coming up this next week. So maybe that's too late, but keep an eye out for him. Running backs, Naheem Hines always deserves to be streamed. I just got to say it. For the Miami-Tampa Bay game, it's an interesting matchup because Miami has a good pass defense. Tampa Bay usually likes to throw the ball. I'm just wondering if this could be a game where a running back for the Bucks could actually do something. Fournette, Ronald Jones, looking for those. I have a lot more tight ends for you. First of all, Evan Ingram must be owned. I had talked about John Ross and Colin Johnson earlier, but Evan Ingram is really the, the piece there that I think is going to profit a lot from Shepard being out. Schultz, Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys. He had a really good game last week, so he probably even got picked up by people. But still, keep an eye out because when he has a bad game against uh, Cleveland, no, that's not who it is, Carolina, um, maybe he'll get dropped or something. So keep an eye out for, for Schultz. And then somebody who's really going to be attainable, although he also had a good week last week, Tyler Conklin. Minnesota Vikings, really good matchup playing Detroit in week five. Who gives up like the third most points or yards tight end. So keep an eye out for him. And then, like I said before, Saints play all your Saints, including the defense special teams against Washington. I know Heineke has been running around, making some big plays. With that is going to come turnovers and mistakes and points for defenses. So it's it's not always going to look as good as it did against the what, Giants. Not always going to look that good. The Saints actually have a pretty good defense. So go ahead and stash them, and you'll be able to actually get several starts out of them. All right. Little, I don't have a ton of trades either. So really, I don't have any. I shouldn't have said not a ton. I don't have any. Zero. I, I thought about a bunch, but most of them have already been said. And I don't like to talk about ones that have already been said or that are obvious or you say you should do but really you can't get them done so nothing really difference making came to mind so i'm not going to say it all right guys that's the quick hit version maybe seven eight minutes here maybe we could have been faster maybe i could make sure i don't have uh uh bateman playing the ravens in my notes i should fix that but fixed thanks guys if you want the full explanations, which you could hear I was begging to give you as I was giving those quick hits, keep listening if you're already on the full version or hit the link. That'll be down below to the full version. Thanks for joining me, guys. 
I'll see you next week if you have to go, if this is all the time you had. Thank you. Hope you got something out of this. Okay, now that they're all gone, it's just us. We're going to dive back into this. We're going to go over these a little bit more detail, and we're going to go over week four streamers that we called last week, and then recap how our streamers did in week three and the pickups. Spoiler alert, it was a good week. It's been a very good weeks most for the most part. I'd say two out of three weeks, good so far. They're not all going to be this good. But as I said, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, it just takes one of these high upside guys to really hit to make all of it worth it. So going back to the top, I talked about Jeff Wilson. Look, he is several weeks out probably still. His surgery, serious. It was six months from like May up to six months. But that puts him all the way into October, November. So I, I expect to start hearing about him coming back, being designated to return, all of that, mid-October. Okay, So he is a good enough player in a good enough situation, though, to warrant you keeping him stashed. And and on some of these platforms, like I think Yahoo or even Flea Flicker, I noticed the other day, if there's an open spot in your RR, you can add right to IR. So just because you think, oh, my team's full, eh, maybe not. Maybe your platform will allow you just to add them right in there. So go ahead and look for that. I also talked about Darius Geis. And... Look, whatever you think about his history, um, it sounds like it was dismissed and settled, his issues. There's a lot of players in NFL, a lot of players in football that have histories, many of which we often forget. Um, and we're still cheering for them when they score fantasy points for a team. So if you just set that aside, Darius Geis... Very talented running back. Big, promising prospect. I mean, he he was all set to be Washington's starting running back. And he would be there right now as their starting running back. Um, but once everything came out, um, an incident, and then back to college... Look, Washington just cut bait, drafted Antonio Gibson, and good for them. But there's going to be a team out there who might be interested in seeing what he still has, who might be willing to deal with some of the drama because they know that people forget. And it's been a little while. Dust has settled. And so they're going to, they're going to see if he can help their football team. And if he can't, they'll use him because that's what the NFL does. So it's an unfortunate part of our of just the way this entire league and the system works. But that aside, again, he is a very talented, was a talented player. I have not heard anything specifically from him or his his camp or whatever we want to call it that he wants to return. Mostly this is going off the fact that the NFL kind of seemingly out of nowhere this summer gave him a six-game suspension. 
which essentially, which sounds like a bad thing, but it was known that it had to happen for him to return to football. So they were essentially clearing the path for him to come back by doing that. Now, no team thought that he was worth um, adding, signing, that I know of, even practicing or trying out anything in the offseason. Understandable. Now, the advantage of that would have been he would have been able to practice with them in the preseason. Once the game start, suspension kicks in. Uh, typically, for most suspensions, no practicing with the team. Not, can't be in the facility at all. So he's not going to get signed and be practicing or anything like that. All right. This is just in the interest of being a week ahead of a week or two ahead of any blurb coming out where on Twitter something saying, hey, Darius Geis's six game suspension is over. And everyone's like, oh, that's interesting. Goes to Adam. All right. So by the end of next week, you should stash him where you can or you want to. All right. The Giants. The Giants are playing um, the the Saints in week four. Not a great matchup. I mean, I like them for week five matchups. Uh, but I think the Giants offense and Daniel Jones has shown they're at least going to still push the ball and challenge. I don't know if they'll have a ton of success and actual touchdown points, but I do think that You'll want to keep an eye out to see if John Ross, who went on IR before the season, meaning they couldn't just bring him back after three weeks, but it's a coincidentally after three weeks, they've designated him to return and he's been practicing as of at least Wednesday. So if they want to move him right in and he's active this week, He's an interesting player, depending on how long Shepard and Slayton are going to be out. Evan Ingram obviously takes most of the benefit there. But they still need someone on the outside opposite Galladay. I think that can absolutely be John Ross. Now, Colin Johnson filled in last week after the injuries and had several targets. I think maybe even seven. But John Ross wasn't active. So I understand the optimism on Colin Johnson. I'm right there with you. I just don't know if when they're both active, if Colin Johnson will be ahead of John Ross. All right. So keep an eye on that. Whichever one is active, uh, starting with Ross first, add them, stash them where appropriate. Okay. Because... It all it takes is one big play. Everyone gets excited about it again. They're going to go try and add him. Now, everyone's talking about Kadarius Tony. Same thing. He could have a big play. He's electric. He 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 loves doing spin moves. Like, yeah, he he might break something to have a big play. People might get excited. If you have room and you think you can trade your players, even lower bench players go ahead stash him he could also increase in value over the weekend but you could you got to trade him then because we have no faith in tony right hashtag never tony i'm gonna try and get that started okay into the streamers week five 
streamers. Jared Goff. I, I know it's not a great sounding name, but it's a streamer. Okay, come on. You can't be too picky. Also playing Minnesota. They're going to be pushing each other. Minnesota's done that to everyone. Everyone's scoring on them. And everyone's scoring on Detroit. So this is, I expect, to be a high, you know, implied total points. I just want to play anyone in that game, really. <laughs> All right. Jameis Winston playing Washington, who's giving it the most quarterback points. Um, if if you were ever going to start, the problem is the volume right now. But if, if he and Heineke, that could easily see an ugly high-scoring game. But then again, I could easily see the Saints shutting him down. I just think that uh, even if he doesn't get the volume, this could be one of those couple touchdowns games, few touchdown games, even on low volume for Winston. So again, ugly. As always, I say these in order of priority, okay? So if I say one first, that's the one you should do if you can. At least that's the order I'm putting in them. Maybe maybe you hear one and you like it so much better than the other ones. Go for it. All right. Wide receivers. Of course, last we talked about getting and streaming Emmanuel Sanders because the air yards, everything was there. And sure enough, it hit two touchdowns. This isn't the recap. We'll get to that later. But you can still do the same thing with Cole Beasley. All right. Kansas City, big matchup. I mean, these these are two big teams um, in the AFC, Kansas City, Buffalo. Great game, great game. But Beasley could see a lot of targets going his way. Rashad Bateman, it's begun. You know I love him. I, I've been talking about Bateman all offseason. This is my you know signature take. Uh, Lamar Jackson's already throwing it better. We just saw Marquise Brown drop a couple touchdowns. Okay, Marquise Brown is looking good despite himself. All right, despite everything, they're still managing. Lamar Jackson is still managing to make him look good in the and and have the best start of his season he's had since you know week one of his rookie year. So I understand being excited, but maybe that should have been my trade. Trade Marquise Brown away see that's why you stick around guys you get this extra content there we go there's a trade we got it i like bateman against indianapolis colts they're giving up points to the receivers simple as that i think this is a week after returning bateman will be more involved more back into the swing of things there we go not his first game back. That's the point. All right. Uh, and then going back to the Saints, Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris, deeper leagues, you can take a shot there. I really should have had that behind Chenault, who is a more obvious play against Tennessee Titans, who are giving up their most uh, yards. And Chenault's much more involved uh, at least on this Thursday night. Again, maybe maybe it's too late now. Everyone's in on it. I don't know. Running backs, Naheem Hines. I mean, he 
could basically start them every week into flex if you wanted to. So um, is he a streamer? Maybe. Should he already be owned everywhere? Yes. Am I still going to say it here? Yes. Am I going to put it on my recap and claim I'm a genius with a green check mark next to it when it hits? No, I, I'm really not. I just wanted to make sure Hines was owned. All right, and then running backs in Tampa Bay. Eventually, they have to get a touching, rushing touchdown, right? That's not Godwin. I kind of like this game to be one where Tampa Bay runs the ball. Because, well, the Dolphin rush defense isn't great. Um, and even if it's decent, it's not as good as their pass defense. You know, their their cornerback, Xavier Howard, all these guys. So I could see a situation where Tampa Bay decides to attack the ground. That's all. We're getting desperate. I understand. If I'm saying Ronald Jones, we you know we're desperate, okay? Tight ends. We already talked about Evan Engram, Dallas giving up lots of points. Um uh the Giants with their wide receiver injuries, all of it, everything. He should be owned. That's all I'm saying here. Same with Dalton Schultz. Should be owned. Playing the, these two are playing each other in a tight end 12 battle, right? And then finally, more of a real streaming guy. I'm sure you can you can go get in most normal leagues. Tyler Conklin, uh, Vikings playing Detroit, who give up the third most yards to tight end. He just had a strong game. It's going to bounce between Conklin and Osborne as the third guy in that receiving game. And I think in that matchup, it's going to be Conklin. I don't think in week four, when the Vikings play, let me double check here that I have this right. Yeah, they play the Browns. They play Cleveland. The much better defense. It's probably going to be a bad game all around, but definitely for Conklin. All right. And we talked about the Saints. You can play their defense because I I do think they're a good defense. And Washington and Heineke is the kind of offense that could uh, turnovers, sacks, all of that, get you more points beyond just the points against for your defense. All right. And then trades, as we talked about, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Trade him away. Trade him away. All right. Okay. All right, guys, so recap, week four show. Of course, I talked about some players that I've written a little bit of an article about that were players you could let go. Now, I don't mean cut necessarily. Some of them were trade-away targets. So I got that out last Monday ahead of the waivers so that you could have players you could actually cut. And we talked about Russell Gage, Donald from Peoples-Jones, Chester Rogers as guys you don't need to own. All checked out after week three. All right. Um, talk about running backs. Talk about James Conner, Ronald Jones, Justin Jackson. James Conner had a good game, finally. Like a really good game. 11 for 43 on two touchdowns and one reception. I mean, it's a good points game. It's going to be... Look, I said all along, James Conner 
in best ball. Great. Great. Because he was cheap and he's going to have these games that to pop into your running back slot. Fantastic. You can call it as your running back, whatever you want to do. I don't care. But was a great option. But for weekend, week out leagues where you set your lineup, not, not a great option. Didn't like it. Um, there you go. Tight ends, Mike Kosecki, Blake Jarwin, Zach Ertz. So Blake Jarwin held out with, I was said, it's Dalton Schultz, who's their tight end one. And sure enough, he was that last weekend. Mike Kosecki finally had a good game. I view this as a sell high moment. Beautiful. I'm trying to sell him. Hopefully I can for something I actually need. And Zach Ertz, um, I don't see this so much as Zach Ertz like stepping up or anything. I see as Goddard actually took a step back. He, had a, he tripped and the ball was intercepted. Um, a ball that was a little bit out in front of him, he, he still he didn't bring it in when he could have probably. There's a bunch of things that is just a bad game for Goddard. So he's going to need to really step it up come back strong um but going forward i don't have any confidence in Ertz. that was the point all right so we talked about players who got to be owned last week we talked about austin hooper also a streamer candidate there you go darnell mooney justin fields we said look you're not you're holding them because we didn't pick them up last week for week four we picked i mean for week three we picked them up last week for week four because that was the week four show. Get it? So this is the week against Detroit that we wanted them for. I hope you weren't listening to people telling you to start them against the Cleveland Browns defense. It was a bad idea. All right. Zach Moss. Hitting. Hitting. Absolute hitting. Um, and then we talked about Rashad Bateman coming off IR. There you go. Michael Carter. These were breakouts to add. Michael Carter, he ended up going 9 for 24, 2 of 3 for 5 yards receiving. Decent. Not too bad. Not too bad. Emmanuel Sanders, we talked about his air yards, his target share, everything, and yet, and, and how much the Bills were throwing, and yet somehow he wasn't getting the points. Well, they finally came in week four. Hope you were listening. And even Cole Beasley had a great game as well. We said add both of those guys. Really, really, really happy with the results. Jalen Rager, Eagles, five for eight, five of eight for 53 yards. That's a solid outing in what was a terrible offensive day. Like he was probably the best receiver production wise for the Eagles. So definitely someone you want to keep an eye on and someone you might still be able to get because it was such a bad game overall he might be getting overlooked all right Jamison Crowder think he's back week four worth a stash is you know depending how deep you are again we're getting deeper and deeper as we go here um I mean the list is by priority but it also partially reflects depth Zach Pascal same thing ugly games but he, he's kind of the wide receiver too there. Demetric Felton, two or three for 13 yards. D didn't see much. So that that's, no, not really anything there. I, I know it was an interesting game for the Browns against the Bears. So I don't really trust 
you know, believing the stats from that game, like for Hunt either, you know, that kind of thing. So, but as other players are coming back, Felton's going to disappear. And Odell Beckham is already back. So don't worry about him. Luke Farrell, um, not a hit because actually what happened was they traded for Dan Arnold right before. So it, it nothing's materialized here. Complete miss. I think it was one for one for negative one yards. All right. Week three streamers. How did that go? Daniel Jones, we said against Atlanta, did great. I mean, it was pretty good. All right. Um, Pollard, not a great result, but he's still out there, still getting the work, still involved the way we want to still, still explosive and efficient. It was a perfect kind of game for Zeke. Just the, the matchup, the game script, I thought the Eagles would push him more. They didn't. Zeke just rolled all over him. Um, I don't think this is a game where, because we've talked about Zeke and Pollard before, this game wasn't proof this, oh, Zeke's back, he's fine. No, this game was proof that there's going to be games where this happens. But Pollard was still out there a lot. Um, so really, it doesn't prove that, if anything, it proves that Pollard is still going to be part of things even in a game like this, all right? Just Pollard didn't get enough big plays or a touchdown or anything like that. That's all, all right? Michael Valdez-Scantling, three of four from 59 yards, finally connecting. Love to see it. Um, Gerald Everett. This was everything we wanted to see from Gerald Everett, the exact progression we've been talking about. And then we finally hit one of these games where the defense was shutting down the deep ball and Russell Wilson had to throw a little bit shorter down the middle to Gerald Everett. Five for five for 53 yards. I mean, it's a great 10 points. All right, that's above replacement. Um, that's all we want from a tight end, especially without a touchdown. That is great. So unfortunately, he is on the COVID list so i don't know what's going to happen for him for week four but i think he's got a good matchup week five um against the i'm trying to remember now yeah oh the the rams which are a good defense but um i think the tie as a tight end he'll actually do fine in that matchup specifically so um love him i i mean you can trade him off of that but I'd rather stash him where I can actually use him. If you don't need him, of course, trade anyone you don't need. All right. Trade targets. We talked about selling Higby, Tyler Higby high, um, and then trading Gronk high for Kittle. Kittle had a good breakout comeback game, whatever you want to call it. So that's not going to be low. Um, Gronk didn't have a great game. He was out there. No touchdown, though. Still is Gronk, and he's probably going to crush the Patriots this week. Probably. Um, Higby. Again, my point on Higby was his target share, everything is kind of already as good as it's going to get, I think. There's only one way for it to get better, and that would be, I guess, touchdowns. 
Um, so, and yeah, he might get some of the touchdowns that Cup has gotten lately. But also, Robert Woods could use some touchdowns. Um, so I don't know, especially if Robert Woods has any kind of resurgence here, it's going to eat out of uh, out of Higby's work too. So I just don't really think he has a ceiling above where he, he is and what he's already done. That's all. All right, guys. Uh, so great week three show, week four show. Um, if if these last couple weeks aren't convincing you on the next week tonight process and the value of thinking this way and making these kind of moves, I don't know what else to do. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to have a better two weeks for the rest of the season. So maybe that's why you're not going to listen anymore. You figure it's all downhill from now. I don't know, but hope you are getting something out of this. Um, I know at least some of you had said that that's something that you enjoy because you enjoy the process of thinking about the next week, thinking about streamers and trades and things ahead of time. And just, just thinking about it that way helps you. Even if my advice is terrible, just you thinking about the future and your team helps you be ahead of your league. And so hopefully it's helping at least that much. Um, I do remember there was one thing I want to talk about with the whole with James White was is hurt and out for the season. So I like J.J. Taylor. I like Brandon Bolden. I, I haven't been high on Ramondre Stevenson, but he can absolutely be the next Brandon Bolden. So go ahead and stash him. There's your freebie ad here on the on the end of the pod, uh, the end of the show. Ramondre Stevenson. Stash him. Obviously, in dynasty leagues and such, he's already owned. But go stash him. This week, they might try to use him to replace the Bolden role, who, who's who's the kind of do-it-all, can receive, pass, protect, because Damian Harris struggled a little bit in the pass pro. So maybe they try and use him, and if he succeeds, great, good for him. If he doesn't, it's just going to be Bolden again. Um, and then J.J. Taylor... Maybe in the future, but not not in week four. Not in week four against the Bucks. So, all right, guys. Thanks for joining me. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you get something out of it. Let me know success stories, failures. You listen to me and this happened and you hate me. I want to hear about it. Um, so go ahead and follow me on Twitter at FusionFFB. Email FusionFFB at gmail.com. Don't forget to hit up the website. Um, keep an eye out. Maybe I'll have other articles randomly coming out. And of course, there's always going to be the link to the podcast and the video on there when it comes out. Easiest way to find out about that, especially if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe or follow if you're on your, your podcast platform and you'll just get my episode when it comes out. So thanks again for joining me, guys. Have a great week four and I'll see you in week six.